0: Welcome to the Confident Couples Podcast, episode 39. In this awesome age of the internet, a lot of couples like us have a job or business that allows at least one partner to work from home. This has been our life for about nine years. Today, we're talking about how we handle it and our advice for other couples. Let's get to it. Welcome to my office. And home. Oh, and also our house. They're the same. It's so nice of you to come visit me at the place that I never leave. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Jetta, of course, my office sidekick here at home all day.
1: When you were gone more often before, I would take Jetta to my office more often, but she doesn't go that much anymore.
0: I mean, you could take her from me, though. It is like really sad here when she's not here. I don't
1: think I'm actually allowed to take her from you that...
0: I just constantly like her. look for her when she's not here because we're always here together. Because if you don't know this, I work from home. Well, I kind of work remotely wherever I am. So that's why our house and my office are the same place.
1: If you had have worked from home or work with your partner who works at home or really work, work, work with a partner who lives at home, I think that presents some interesting things that happen the same way that we were on vacation last week and I worked with you and it was
0: oh, isn't this fun annoying
1: for you, I think?
0: You know what? I'm better when we work together and we're somewhere different. I really hate when you come <laughs> into my office here at the house and decide to like sit behind me and work all day. Like I have my routine here at home. I have my office and you throw off that routine when you come and you're like, oh, my gosh, watch this video. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to tell you.
1: I have an ADD and I don't believe in the notion like I can get off track and get refocused really quickly. That's not something that I think you enjoy as much, even if you can do it, it. You don't like it. So you like to be focused, focused, focused,
0: focused, focused. Okay, so let's set this up because this is exactly what we're going to talk about today. (laughs) And this probably really only applies if one of the partners works from home, though a lot of jobs these days probably, even if they're office jobs, might involve you checking email at night or something like that. So this maybe is applicable to you if you don't have someone that works remotely full-time within your partnership but this is really for those of you who maybe do have that flexible schedule. And I wanna know, do you hear me out? We've got some things we love about this and we have some things we hate about it. And we also have a few things that we've figured out together or tried to make this work better. So today's episode is all about working from home in your partnership, dealing with it, what we love and what we don't. So a few things, I love about working from home. Personally, I love that I am here. I can handle things for you. Like, you know, pulling out your acai bowl (laughs) from the freezer when you call on your way home for lunch. (laughs) I love that it's really easy. I don't waste time driving to a commute. You
1: look gorgeous every day you work.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, that's probably in the things I don't love column, which is a lot of days no one sees me. So you see me at my absolute worst because I, although every day I change out of my pajamas, sometimes all I'm doing is changing into workout clothes or into comfy clothes and putting my hair in a ponytail. So
1: are you wearing soft clothes all day?
0: I love my soft clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For anyone who is a foreplay golf podcast fan, you will get that soft clothes reference. So those are a few things I love about working from home. And I really do love that pretty much every day when you come home, I'm here. So there's no wasted time. When you come home for lunch, I get to see you. And for our relationship, I think that's great. What about you?
1: I enjoy it. You are here all the time, which like, I don't think that presents any negatives at all. I mean i don't like i'm not obsessed with having my alone time and we still have alone time in the house too like you'll be working or doing something different and i'll be watching tv or doing something different in a different part of the house too so we experience the house alone in different times while we're still in the house together
0: that's true i think a lot of what helps this to work is the fact that i have a dedicated office within the house so there is a room in our house that is just an office it's where i go to work And you know, when I'm in there, I'm in work mode. It's really clear that separation, that's been something that's really helped me as someone that works from home in staying focused and staying disciplined and getting things done is having that dedicated office space and that feeling when I cross that threshold into the office, it's work time.
1: And what it doesn't have is it doesn't have doors.
0: That is the truth.
1: And I don't (laughs) think you can put like, I don't...
0: There's the, no way to put doors on that only office. Only
1: bad ways to put doors on it. would look terrible. No good terrible. ways. No good ways to do it. Only bad ways.
0: I love my office. I have a lot of windows in it. The only complaint I have is that it doesn't have a door. And so if there's any noise in the rest of the house, it comes in into the office. It's really hard for me to indicate when I need privacy too. So I do a lot of video calls. And it's
1: my favorite thing to walk in <sighs>
0: A lot of the people I do video calls with, like people in my mastermind group or something like that, they don't mind if Bud's wandering around in the background. But occasionally, like today, I have an important video call where I'm making a business connection and I have to check Bud's schedule and make sure he isn't just going to pop in in the background or I let him know I'm doing a recorded podcast interview or something like that because he loves wandering to my office and there's no way to shut a door to let him know not to.
1: What if we put one of those like, I remember this from like a
0: mm-hmm.
1: elementary school TV program, but like one of those lights or maybe it's not from a TV program but from like a movie set or from a TV set. Oh, it's like, like on air? Yes, or like you could flip a switch and it would be a red light <laughs> that would be in the living room that would be like your on air light.
0: Oh, that would be
1: super lame, wouldn't it?
0: That'd be actually so cool, <laughs> except I would forget to turn it off. And so it would say I was on air at all times and you would just start ignoring it.
1: True story. I don't think that it would. I don't think it would stop me.
0: <sighs> One thing someone suggested to me that I haven't done that I think is a really good idea is just like somehow indicate to you in the place where you walk in that. You shouldn't walk in.
1: So are you thinking like a sock on the door? Like that kind of a...
0: (laughs) Well, since there's no door, there's no place for a sock. Where
1: would we put said sock? So
0: I thought about pushing one of my office chairs out into the living room in the way of the door so that you knew not to come in. But again, that requires me to remember and have the foresight to do it, which I probably won't.
1: It's still not going to stop me.
0: It should so <laughs> you knew if I did it, it was really important
1: that would be i would i would it would have to be like a threshold, yes, mastermind probably wouldn't count as a threshold
0: <sighs> so tell me <laughs> from your perspective, what do you love and not love about me working from home?
1: I love you're always here, I think that there's there's no commute for you, so there's no like rush out. if I need to hustle out, like you can feed Jetta or do these other things, so true. Um, rarely do I call you with like, I forgot stuff or forget this or yada, yada, yada. I think you've done a really good job of like avoiding the traps of what being at home provides to you. Like I think of like doing laundry is like, you're always feel like you're doing like for your sake. I don't think you feel like you're always doing it. And I don't think you're distracting yourself either from doing it.
0: But if it really needed to get done, I would be here to Mm -hmm. put the laundry in and switch it and everything.
1: So I think that there has been no downsides for us or for you, I know you've talked to other friends about who are embarking on working from home or other peers of yours that have started to embark on working from home. And I think the name of the game for you has been discipline, like get out of your pajamas, Go about a day normally. I know some of your peers take it as far as like, I have to get dressed and ready like I'm going to work.
0: Yes. Well, and some people just can't do it. So even if they have a remote job, they choose to work at a co-working space or always leave their house. I could do a whole podcast on my advice for, for people that work from home. But I don't want to get too far away from the relationship partnership discussion. Yeah, I
1: don't think it's a bad thing. You know, I really don't. We haven't had anything that's a negative yet. You know, I can't from a relationship side. I can't think of uh, I don't think you're here screwing off or not doing anything.
0: If I was, it wouldn't be any of your business.
1: That's probably true. We've Um, talked
0: in prior episodes about how I don't want to feel like you are my overlord of my business, making sure I get work done.
1: Nope. So, but that can still happen from a feeling standpoint.
0: Yes, I think that's a possible two way street. Pitfall. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I do worry if I am not physically in my office when you get home that you'll be wondering if I worked at all. The
1: same thing, like in the movie we were watching, was like, she's back. And everybody rushes back to their office. Do you run across the house to get back to your desk when no. I arrive home?
0: No, I don't. Oh,
1: he's back. I must be on my keyboard hammering away when he arrives back home.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because most of the time I am in my office from 9 to 5. That's um, a different
1: take on the 1950s. Like, oh, dinner's ready, honey.
0: Oh, it's must like be, the opposite? Yes, I
1: must be at my computer
0: working. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I do wonder, though, sometimes like if you come home for lunch, one of the reasons I don't stop during the day is because I don't want you to think I just sit around all day.
1: So here's one thing. So coming home from lunch or doing lunch together, because I often come home for lunch on a regular basis, like we don't talk to each other a lot at lunch.
0: Oh yeah, that's true.
1: It's a decompression time for me in my middle of my day. And I like to be kind of relaxed and left alone because I'm usually, I usually try to pack everything in and get a lot done before lunch and then I usually have things to go back to finish up or continue to work on, but it is like a don't talk to me time.
0: That's pretty clearly indicated to me by the fact that you always get out your iPad and put My on headphones. headphones and watch something on Netflix.
1: And try to like distract myself from the day. Yeah. For it's, sure.
0: It's pretty clear that I'm not supposed to bounce out to the kitchen and tell you all about what I did all morning. I don't
1: know if that's bad if anybody has any, you know, clinical concepts around why that's good or bad, please feel free to share them. I'm all ears. I have no clue whether that's good or bad.
0: I think it's fine, though, because I get it. And I know that that's your time away from work and away from thinking about things, really. And I can respect that. That doesn't hurt my feelings. I also know that because of our daily ritual that we do, that I'll get that opportunity to ask you questions and tell you about my day and ask you about yours. So I can save that. That's something that we talked about in one of our very first episodes that we do every night around dinner time. So I don't feel like lunch has to be that chance. Just because you're here, it's not to hang out with me. You're doing your thing and I'm doing mine. And I think we have a lot of respect for that. A couple things I want to talk about that I would like to recommend that we are still working on. The first and by we,
1: she means bud.
0: Things I would like Bud to work on. (laughs) I think you need some work from home ground rules. So.
1: (laughs) I said, I think you need, like, I'm listening.
0: No, no, not you. I mean, like, you, the general audience, (laughs) and any couple that has someone who works from home. My
1: ears perked up, though. It's like, okay, this is Bud's advice. Is this for Bud from Sarah?
0: I think you, as the general you, (laughs) need to. Respect the the fact that your partner is working and does work from home. And you're essentially coming to work if you are popping into their office when they need to get stuff done. So a couple things that you might want to have a conversation about is, is it okay to interrupt you? When is it okay to interrupt you? I am, as Bud mentioned earlier in this episode, someone that really focuses hard and I have a lot of trouble switching from what I've been planning to do and thinking about something else and then trying to go back to it. I don't task switch very well and I also block my time. So I know I only have 30 minutes for a specific task. So when he wants to show me a five minute video or have a conversation about something else. 30
1: seconds with a French bulldog. (laughs) but like this article says that taking your mind off of it will take you 30 minutes to refocus after you get distracted. So like that kills your time block and you truly prescribe to that concept.
0: Yeah. I only have 30 minutes for a task. I've heard it takes 17 minutes. So, you know, depending on what study you read, but it takes a long time to fully refocus if you're pulled out of a very focused working state. So, that's something that we've had to talk about and sometimes i have to remind bud like hey i'm really sorry i can you give me until <laughs> five o'clock i've got to get this deadline done
1: you know save it up. right back in at five o'clock
0: yes you will <laughs> that's what i asked of you so i can't expect you to read my mind either but make sure if one of you is working from home that you have a conversation about how much focus you need and when it's okay to interrupt you. And
1: I think they need to be respected. I mean, all joking aside, I think I respect them 99 out of 100 days.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: On par with, you know, there's a one off thing here and there, and it's the three phone calls in a row. It's like I have an emergency and need you. But for the most part, it's like pretty, pretty brown, pr- pay pretty good attention to it and try to focus and not distract you.
0: Yep. I think the other thing to discuss is the level of quiet. So I think if I'm remembering this right, at some point I had to tell you that when the TV is on and it's really loud, I find that really distracting. So especially if you're also in the office because you're working from home for a few hours and you want to somehow watch a TV show or watch a sporting event or something while you're working, I can't do that. So I have asked you to wear headphones if you're going to do that because I don't have this magical multitasking power that you seem to. I don't
1: either. I just, it's background noise eventually, Uh. or overpower the focus and focus on what I'm doing.
0: It's (laughs) so annoying. (laughs) I also like to kind of think about that in reverse. So I really like to listen to music while I'm working, but I know that you might not like my choice of music and that might not be your style so if you're home working with me i try to put on headphones or ask you if my playlist is okay
1: every once in a while on the weekends we get in like a noise battle oh. where sarah this happens very rarely but where sarah will raise the volume in her office and then i'll raise the volume on the tv and then it, you know, it's like this never-ending nutrition cycle
0: <laughs> and i do not win because loud noises annoy me <laughs> <laughs> okay the, that's
1: how you bring your wife down to your level and beat her with experience right oh there my
0: gosh. <laughs> the last thing to talk about is interruptions so as we were just talking about i think having a conversation about when it's okay to actually like enter the office or how you can indicate to your partner you're doing something really important and they shouldn't turn on the TV or do something crazy loud, they're always important phone calls in most jobs. I do podcast interviews sometimes where I don't want any background noise getting in the way of that interview. So before I do something really important, I generally text Bud and let you know, you know, hey, I'm doing this from this time to this time, just so you know. I also tend to lock myself in our spare bedroom because it has better acoustics and because I know it's gonna eliminate any- distractor
1: there. Or cause wreak any havoc with the recording. Yep. I think the final thing that uh we need to talk about too though is working hours. Yeah. And what constitutes working hours and not working hours. And so I'm gonna start it out with the thesis of that if you work from home and your partner is challenged with how much or when you're working it's probably related to the alignment of their desires and when they want to interact with you and see you. So I remember a couple at one point was like, you know, I've re-engineered my day to start at at 8 and be done at 5 because that's when my partner gets home from work. And I was working from 10 or 11 until 6 or 7, and they were getting frustrated that I was not ending work when they were ending. And it wasn't the... It just didn't want to work in the morning as much as they needed to with their normal job. So I've had to shift my behavior.
0: Is this story actually about us?
1: No, it's not. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Nope. Because
0: so I feel like that used to be me more often.
1: It's about a photographer that we knew oh, Okay. When before we were getting married.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, that used to be me a little bit more often. I do often still work after five because I get really productive when I realize the day is almost over and there are still things I haven't done. And thankfully, you're really good about that and really well. You're still,
1: I think that's the thesis though, is that you are still fulfilling my needs. You know, you're stopping, we're having dinner together,
0: yes, with no phone checking and no TV on. So, we do have that focus time together. We're
1: doing our ritual, we're connecting, and then you're going back to whatever you need to get done. I'm going back, I still have things I need to get done tonight, too. I'm going back to whatever I need to get done. It's about fulfillment of needs at the end of the day. And how have you set the expectations, negotiated, and met common ground with each other on what needs need to be met outside of the working day? And how can you integrate your work from home with your partners wherever they are from?
0: I think that totally makes sense. So your Confident Couples Challenge for this week Every single week, we try to give you something actionable you can do today to improve your relationship. This one really only applies if someone works from home. But if you do work from home, invite your partner into a conversation about what that means for you and how you can be the most productive. You know, sharing about how you work, what's your work style, and your interruptions. Certainly ask for what you need to get your work done, but also be open to listening to your partner about their opinions about your work from home. Maybe being quiet just doesn't work in their after work routine for some reason. So it's great to have a conversation about what each partner needs with your home and work situation.
1: And if you're finding yourself listening to this and enjoying the amazing recording that it is, Oh, boy. And both don't work from home or nobody works from home. Pass this along to somebody you know that works from home. You might find a little friendship and a little bit of value added to their life. I'm doing the smile now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is this like your soft, like, late-night radio voice?
1: It can be, I can do a great latest man yeah. from that movies.
0: Oh no, you sound like Delilah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Like I've she has that her. soft and soothing.
1: We're going to kick love it back here with some Kenny G requested <laughs> oh by gosh. Sarah Dunn for the love of her life. <laughs> Buddy, I love you. Your friend, or boyfriend, she says, oh not God. like the best Delilah, but <laughs> still needs you get some the education. idea, Yeah, so, we'll
0: work on it. <laughs> No more Delilah on this No more Delilah.
1: Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate your time and cheers to Confident Couples. Cheers.
0: Thanks for listening to the Confident Couples podcast. If we've helped your relationship in any way, we'd love to hear about it. That's what keeps us going and keeps us recording these episodes. Let us know by submitting an anonymous contact form at budandsarah.com or send an Instagram message to at budandsarah Or best of all, leave a positive review on your podcast app. We hope to hear from you and we'll talk to you soon.